0: Welcome to Human Connections, an oral history podcast program curated by students in the Literary Arts Department at Mississippi School of the Arts. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode.
1: Hello everyone and thank you for listening. My name is Emma Stapp, and in this episode of Human Connections, I will be speaking with my aunt, Barbara Clay. Barbara has been an English teacher for 34 years, and I sat down to interview her about her career in education, highs, lows, and everything in between. I'm so very proud to have her in my life, and I greatly enjoyed having the opportunity to speak in depth with her about the career she's so passionate about and good at. I sincerely hope you enjoy listening to our conversation about the topic.
0: What is the most challenging thing you've faced in your teaching career?
2: The most challenging thing I think i faced would be, um, I guess, looking out for the underdog, looking out for those students that don't have the best of everything but still have to come into an atmosphere where they're with everybody else and have to try to be on an equal playing field, and I just try to look out for those students in a little extra way.
0: What is your favorite part about being a teacher?
2: My favorite part about being a teacher would be just that look that you can't – almost you can't really describe it, that look when a child actually grasps a concept that you're going over or they're excited about something that you're going over But it's just when they have that realization that that's something that that they can actually do and that they actually excel in.
0: Um, I would love to hear a story about a student who has had an impact on you in your life.
2: Hmm. There are lots of students who've had impacts on my life. Uh, One especially, I guess, would have to be a young man who. Again, it's what we call one of the underdogs who has gone through life without really anyone there for him, but for some reason considered me like a, a mother type figure, but also a friend and had an impact because it gave me a realization of actually what I do in my job. It's not just going to a classroom and teaching a subject, but it's actually dealing with children. And dealing with their problems at the same time and trying to, I guess, get them to a point where they can see that there's there's something good about themselves. Not not the subject that I teach or not anything I'm trying to get across to them, but just to let them know that they're just, just meaningful in, in someone's life. And I had a young student, well, I've had several, but one in particular that just always comes to mind because... Even to this day, we stay in contact, and it's been years since has been within my classroom. But he, he's just, he, he feels special. I'm not saying it's just because of me, but he feels that he has a purpose. And I hope that I had a lot to do with that.
0: So how long have you been teaching?
2: I have been teaching a total of 34 years.
0: Wow. And you have taught your sister, your daughter, your nephews, and me, your niece. So what is it like teaching your family members?
2: It's really not that different. I I thought it would be. It's hard to think back so many years ago with my sister. It was hard. I think she was the hardest, but it wasn't because of her, but it was because of classmates. And then that kind of trickled down the same way with other family members if i saw you know something like they were you know getting done and not really an injustice but not you know as fair or getting some something that someone else did it's hard to look at that and i had to look at it from a perspective of a teacher and then it's hard because i want them to you know i would love to give them all A's or an A plus but i also want them to learn and in the process of that i've had out of ones that I've taught, most of them wanting to make A's, straight A's, or at least high B's, or something like that. But then, you know, one just wanted to get through, and I had to not take that personally because it wasn't anything personal. It's just, they just did, you know, that person just didn't have an interest in studying at the time. Everybody thinks it's hard because you have them in the classroom and you want them to call you a certain thing or you want them to treat you a certain way, but for the most part what I noticed was most of my relatives, daughter included, just kind of sat in the background. And I think they just, you know, in, in my sense, the way I felt was they let me do my thing and you know, they didn't interfere with any, anything that I had going on within the classroom.
0: And I have to ask, for educational purposes, um, which one of your relatives was your favorite student?
2: (laughs) Well, I think most would probably think I would say my daughter. And I I hope she's not offended, but it would probably have to be you, the niece. Oh. Just because we have some shared interest with the literature, with the writing. Most of the others did the writing and did well in the writing, but never voiced an opinion about liking the writing or lacking uh, any reading or anything else. But you shared an interest in that. And then I saw that what capabilities you had and that you needed to actually tap into that you know, area and advance where others were just trying to get through my class.
0: If you could do any other type of job, what would you do?
2: Mm-hmm. The only other thing, well, when I started college, I was like a temporary secretary, and I always thought that's what I wanted to do. But it's not, I guess it is a job, but it's not a job in a sense that I would get paid large amounts of money or anything like that, but money is not, has never been an issue. I would just really like to work in a soup kitchen. I just always wanted to be there to help others I have helped uh, locally like at a Thanksgiving here that a local church has done in the past and it's just a, a I get a rewarding feeling and I just like that
1: it was very insightful for me to hear Barbara's perspective on these aspects of teaching and I decided to follow up with some more personal questions about everyday life as an educator as you'll hear in the next segment of our discussion
0: What makes a day at school a good day?
2: A, dance, a good day at school is a day when not—it doesn't. Not everything has to fall into place. It can just be one thing. It can just be one little bitty thing. I had an incident of just yesterday of a child that came to class and was hungry, but. All children say they're hungry. But I had a candy bar, gave him a candy bar. And then he realized he had chocolate in his book bag. He shared the chocolate with me and came back today and handed me a bag of chocolates. And after that, you know, other things probably just went wrong within the testing or anything else or any other classes, but it was that one thing. If you try to do that at the end of the day is just pick out one good thing that went right or one good thing that just brought a smile to your face if even if it's just a student telling you good morning you just you have to find that one thing and that keeps you going
0: was it difficult for you as an english teacher to work through online platforms during the covid crisis that was
2: very difficult it wasn't so much as working with the younger classes junior high classes on like regular parts of speech and basic things of grammar but with the high school students it was very difficult with writing and actually trying to explain. They would write things online and then I didn't have that much space to put in corrections or I didn't I wasn't able to point out the things specifically or talk to them about them. I could, you know, through a, a Zoom meeting or something like that, but it, it wasn't anything at length that I would like to have or I do take like a whole class period discussing mistakes and things. And I didn't get that opportunity. And then, of course, we missed out on the literature because it would just be you read the story, you tell, answer the questions, or you write about something, and there was no discussion. And I love to have discussions, and I love the face-to-face discussions with them.
1: To close out this week's episode, I would like to extend a warm thank you to my incredible aunt and interviewee, Ms. Barbara Clay. I hope you enjoyed hearing her perspective on one of the most important and underappreciated careers in America. Teaching is not a job for everyone, but those who do it well are incredibly special and important to our society, and I hope this inspires you to be kind to your teacher today.
0: Thank you for joining us as we present and preserve important voices in our community. More episodes are on the way. In the meantime, follow the Literary Department on Instagram at msa.literary. We rise, we fly, we shine.